Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Season two is finally here. I am very excited about season two. Hayden, how are you feeling today? I'm just shocked we got a season two. I'm I'm just happy the lights are still on here, baby. Happy to, <laughs> st- happy to still be recording with you. That's all. Yes. Okay. Well, let's get started. Not just football starting right now for season two. Um, we got a great episode today. We're going to go through training camp, what I've been up to. We're going to talk about AFC North. We're going to talk about, you know, the preview uh, of preseason, um, talk about some rankings, uh, and then we got a special segment then that Hayden's going to have fun with, I think. Yeah, no, I am. But I think before we go anywhere, I, I love this time of year because every time we talk, whether it was like this time, the last year in the last year's pod, or even mm-hmm. when you FaceTime me, every yes. year from there, you look like you're in jail. And, and today is no different. You don't ever put anything up. You got your TV right there, your shades, the, the, yeah. the, the window in the background. How is yeah. camp going? How is your room this year? Are we going to get an MTV Cribs version this year or where we get to walk around your crib? I'll give you a, a quick thing you can look at. You see those, uh, that window over there? We have to get those blacked out before camp because it is very bright at St. Vincent State College or St. Vincent College. And I have to have some type of darkening light in here. But um, yeah, the walls haven't changed. Uh, the room hasn't changed. Um, I don't like to spend as much time in here because there's not a lot going on. Uh, but uh yeah, that's Latrobe. Uh, um, there will be a there will be somebody in here eventually, um, and I pray for that person during during the year that has to stay in here. Is it the same room every year for you now? Have you reached the point where you get the same room every year? So, I would say last two years I finally moved to the first floor. For forever, I was on the third floor, and I just got used to being up there, and I didn't want to move, but it kind of just lends itself to be on the first floor. You don't have to take the elevator You're close, closer to meetings. Um, and you know, I can spend as, a little bit extra time, um, getting ready or talking to the folks or talking to the fam. So it, ha- it has its privileges. Well, as an older guy, you don't need to be going up and down the stairs or waiting for elevators. You've, you've hey, earned the right. To be, we're not doing, we're not doing right to be on, uh, on the first floor. We're not doing All right. Well, give me a breakdown. How's camp going, man? How's it looked? How's the offense looked? How's the defense looked? How's it, how's the first 10 days of camp been? Yeah. Uh, I would say the offense has, uh, definitely improved. Um, you definitely see, uh, the strides they made, um, whether it's Kenny feeling comfortable in the second year, um, the, I would say the additions of a guy like Isaac Siamalu um, is going to be huge, um, whether it's his knowledge or just his professionalism. Um, and then there's growth along the O-line, whether it's Dan Moore, um, you know, Broderick getting some reps there. You got Chooks Akora for um, and James Daniels and Mason Cole. Uh, that's a unit that I think has grown a lot over last year. And so they're going to be better because of it. Uh, I think when you really look at that group, they're going to stick out a bunch and um, really give Najee some holes and give Kenny time to, you know, decipher a defense. Have you noticed any schematic differences or advances in the offense compared to last year with Kenny in his second year with it? Yeah, Matt Canada is not opening up the playbook. Um, oh. it, it's very vanilla right now, I have to say. Uh, you, when you look at what Matt Canada is doing, and shout out to Matt Canada, we're going to have him on. Um, I'm excited about that. 
feel free to drop some questions uh, on this episode if you have any. But, uh, you know, I think Coach Canada is holding it close to the vest right now. I hope so. Uh, and then we'll see what goes from there. One thing I got to ask about, there were videos going around after y'all's Friday night practice of Kendrick Green lining yes. up all over the field. Can you give me a, an idea of what that looks like? It looks like youth football when the coach, you just put like the biggest kid at running back and he's just blowing dudes up. Yeah, he looks like a little bowling ball. Um, and, you know, KG is very talented uh, at playing center. Uh, but I think this only lends to his versatility. Um, the one thing I love about this year's team is we have a lot of flexibility. You know, whether it's Connor who can play running back or tight end or, you know, a third wide receiver um, or fullback. Um, now you got KG who can play center or guard or fullback. Um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, most of our defenders, you got a guy like uh, DeMarvin Leal who can play outside linebacker to D tackle. Um, you know, we, we got Patrick Peterson who can play corner or nickel or safety. Uh, this camp has been all about versatility um, and a guy like Kendrick Green, um, I wasn't too happy on the practice field when it happened, but he got some good licks on a couple of our younger guys uh, when he was, you know, scurrying across the other side. Yeah. And you talk about versatility. I was watching reports where Connor's getting handoffs and doing things like that. Talk a little about where, talk a little bit about where he is lining up and the, and the changes he's going to have this year. Well, I think Connor, um, you know, they don't, you don't want to overload a first-year player. And now I think in his second year, he feels more comfortable. Uh, he has more grasp of the playbook. Uh, and they're going to ask him to do some different stuff. Uh, I think, what was it, during the, the offseason this year, uh, I saw a lot of, you know, him going into different meetings. Uh, and, you know, not having the difference – the defined role of just a fullback or just a tight end. Um, but through that, it creates mat matchups, mismatches, um, and he's going to really ex excel it when he gets a hold of this. Um, I like to think of Connor, he's got to be a, a type of guy like a use check in the 49ers offense um, or a Delaney Walker who did a lot for the Titans back in the day. Um, those are two guys that really stand out that Connor can emulate and really have a lot of success going forward. Have you and Connor met yet in, in anywhere blocking wise? Have, have you guys physicality wise met yet? No, no, not yet. I can't wait for that moment. You can't. I'm, I'm going to destroy him if I get the chance. I have Shout to be the top. Connor Hayward, right now. He's huh? keeping him away from you. He knows you're gonna you're gonna enjoy that too much. I don't think he's gonna. I will say the first time we uh, went against each other, it was like late in the season, and we were. I don't even know how it happened. It never really happens, and so it happens. We it might have been like a Friday practice. Um, it's more just like, you know, there's it's not full speed go, but once we got to each other, it was like oh, we're gonna get a chance to go, and. You know, Connor's trying to push me back, and I can't help but just start laughing because I'm like, oh, man, this guy's – he's little. I don't really get to go against little uh, tight ends like this. But, uh, you know, I was laughing through the entire play, and he still couldn't move me, but, like, he, he was, like, trying to use all positions and stuff, and I'm like, bro, that doesn't work on me, you know. And so uh, it, it was a fun little moment. Um and Mike T had to come to me and said, stop treating him like your brother and treat him like your teammate. So 
next time I uh, got after him and got off the block and just didn't even, didn't even recognize him. Didn't even pay attention after that. The thought of you laughing while he tries his hardest is really, because that's how, <laughs> if I try a physical competition with you, that's how it is for me. So it's like, it's good to hear Connor has to deal with that too. Um, a lot of people have to deal with that too. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, you know, Connor's more of a normal sized human too. Yeah. So it, it, it's good to hear that he feels the same way. He's more um, built like a what he well we'll get into that later yeah we will um give me a rookie report a uh, ton of good rookies i've seen a lot of joey porter jr stuff i've heard uh her big's name sent out there a lot who stood out and what are you seeing from them i think joey porter jr um has really stood out from the very beginning um you know he got thrust in there right away um but what he's done is competed on every rep um you know him going against george pickens I remember Mike T even bringing it up during the, you know, the drafting process. He said, if we get a kid like JJ, um, you know, I'm going to put him against George Pickens every chance I get, because it's just going to create one of those good rivalries. You know, those Ike Taylors versus AB type of matchups where they're battling every single day and they're making each other better. Um, and, you know, um, JJ's got a long way to go, but I love, I love his, um, you know, savviness and, you know, willing to, to step up right away. No, I mean, I think they do have a little rivalry going. I saw when Pickett's made a great catch, he handed the ball back to him. Surprised yeah. there wasn't a fight after that. I mean, I'm happy there wasn't, but I'm surprised the defense did not. Where were you at? Where I thought you're the leader of the defense. Where were you? Bro, it was a drill. So the D lineman and O lineman weren't even over there. That's ridiculous. I figured to see 97. You were on a different field. No, that's an excuse. I don't want to hear it. Oh, um, glad you to hear that they're making each other better, though. That's that's yeah. I think that's the best part to hear there. Uh, I want I got to ask about one guy though, Darnell yes. Washington, and it's not even about what he's doing on the field. Is he as big as he looks on all that? Like he looks humongous. You know, we call him Ben Wallace, and it's not just because he's got the long arms. He is he is a tall dude, and um, you know he's going to give some tight end. He's going to give some DN some problems. Um, you know, in our defense, we moved some of the bigger guys out and he's having, you know, a little bit more success, but man, we're, we're going to prepare him for the regular season. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely a red zone threat too. I just feel like just throw him the ball in the air and he'll just go get it. I mean, well, that's, that's the cool thing. It's not just him in the tight end room, you know, no. you gotta got a guy like Pat Fryermuth um, and Zach Gentry. And then you got uh, Darnell Washington and, and Connor. So those four guys can play a multitude of positions but they can beat you up at the line of scrimmage too. No, very deep group. I think that's a really one of the better position groups on the team. I mean, it's really deep. Uh, I do want to talk to you about two other position groups uh, yeah. right now. Um, middle linebacker. It's a whole new yeah. room. How have they looked and how are they adjusting to the new defense? Well, you know, it's funny because that whole position was blown up last year, um, this year. And you got a guy like Cole Holcomb, uh, coming off an injury, uh, but had a lot of success in Washington. Uh, you got a guy like Landon Roberts, um, who was down in Miami, did a, did a really good job down there. And now we just signed Quan Alexander. And the, the, the old guy or the guy who has the most um, veteran years with our team is Mark Robinson. So, you know, and then we have other guys behind, but um, – it's going to be cool to see how this plays out. Um, you know, I think right now it's Cole Holcomb and Alana Roberts, uh, but we don't know who's going to come out of this race. Um, you know, 
all guys are learning the spot in our in our defense completely different. So it's going to take some time for them to gel. The communication's got to be at a high, especially in the inside linebacker uh, position, uh, because they they relate to you know the safeties, the corners, us up front. Um, it's got to be uh, a position that carries a lot of weight to it. So we'll see what happens. But man, they're not making it easy. They're they're competing every day. Yeah, and I think about I think I remember you saying TJ once wore the green dot and hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, how difficult is that for a guy coming to a new team and then having to wear the green dot? Because I'd imagine one of them's going to have to wear the green dot, right? When yeah, when yeah, so like, how difficult is that? Well, TJ wore, wore the green dot, and I need to bring that up next time we have him on the, our our show. <laughs> but uh, you know, TJ wore the green dot and. Halfway through the game, he goes, I'm never wearing this again because the amount of conversation that happens and then you're trying to relay it and then trying to get down, uh, it's way different than an inside linebacker doing it. So, um, you know, sometimes you don't want to hear as much as you hear. Uh, and that's going to be something we we'll work on the preseason because they're going to be pretty shocked how it goes. Because um, I even when I'm out, I like to listen um, – just to what's going on in my ear. And I'm very surprised at all the conversation that happens out there and trying to decipher your defensive coordinator. We didn't make it easier on ourselves when we had um, Keith Butler as our DC, when he was calling plays, sometimes it was, arr, 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 and you're just like, what the heck did he just say? Uh, how's left tackle looking? Obviously Broderick Jones, the rookie, Everybody's talking about him. I know Dan Moore was there last year. How is that battle going? I think you kind of get a pretty good view of that yeah. each guy there. So how have they looked? I think everybody's ready. Not everybody. Everybody outside the Steelers are ready to anoint Broderick Jones to being the left tackle. Um, but let's slow our roll. I think Dan Moore um, is coming to work every day, and he, he's trying to you know battle for, for the position. Um, it's not given to if you're just drafted number one. Um, you got to earn that position. And right now I think like Dan has the leg up because he's gotten that experience. Um, and, you know, it's someone that he's continuing to grow. It's not just, oh, I'm going to lay down and let Broderick just take off the team. Dan's really grown in that. So we'll see what happens. Broderick's still taking his lumps. Uh, we had some, um, we had a couple battles in the uh, pass rush, but uh, he's getting his work. Man, you got to go against Alex Highsmith. Um, and then if you flip him on the right side, you got to go against TJ. Um, you got to have three capable uh, tackles. And with Chooks um, and Broderick and Dan Moore, uh, I think that really solidifies uh, our tackle position in particular. Have you welcomed Broderick to the NFL with a with the Cam Hayward fight, training camp fight yet? No? Haven't yeah, fought not him yet? yet. Not, not yet. yet. I was told um, by – staff that I need to uh, not get in fights this camp. I don't know if I can make that promise, though, the way it's going. Do you think they'll ever, and I think I saw Rex Ryan do this, do you think they'll ever come to you and tell you to fight somebody? Like, hey, we need no. to get this guy. No, they, they won't try to get no. a little mean streak out of a guy ever? No, because I don't know how to turn it off, and that's my own problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Once it's on, it's on. So, well, uh, One thing I'm curious point. about, Cam, is how many guys do you talk to around the league about their training camp? Like you've never not had a training camp with Mike Tomlin. So have yeah. you heard like horror stories about other, other training camps around the league? I heard in Baltimore, they literally run the, their guys into the ground. Um, 
that's why they were having all those injuries, um, you know, for so many years. Our conditioning test um, is a lot different from other teams. Um, it's more to, you know, get moving and then you see who comes back the next day and is able to bounce back. It's not to kill you. Some of these places, like I've heard in New Orleans, they used to do a, um, they used to do a CrossFit uh, comp, like testing. And I don't know how that applies to being a good D lineman. Um, I don't know how that applies to even, you know, getting yourself ready for, you know, off season or in season training. It just seemed like they were just, they wanted to break a guy rather than prepare a guy for the regular season. You got a favorite Coach T training camp memory? I think one of my favorites, and I don't even know if I was part of it. Uh, I, I, I think I might have been part of it. I think I was going against a guy like Kelvin Beecham. Um, it's one of my really good friends in the league now. Um, but it was like his rookie year. Um, and we were picking on him a little bit during pass rush. Um, and I just remember Mike T showing his clips of where he was getting beat or anything. He was just like, sometimes, you know, you're sipping wine and sometimes you're squashing grapes. And this looks like you're squashing grapes right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, Mike T's always got a good quote. Uh, I'm actually wearing one of his new shirts, Two Dogs, One Bone. Um, you know, so he, he, his quotes are catching on to everybody. Everybody's asking for their favorite quotes now and going off the, the scale with it. Yeah, I know. The Tomlinisms are, they're really popular. I saw the Steelers doing that, something on with that on social. Um, hey, how cool was it, though, to see him go see a Rondé Barber get, get inducted into the Hall of Fame? He obviously couldn't be at practice last Friday, but he was a big part of that guy's career. I guess I never really realized how close they were. Yeah. Um, you know, Mike T got in front of the team, um, and he didn't even – he told us the day before he was leaving uh, because – um, at first, he wasn't going to go, uh, but Rondé had, had told him, I need you there, coach. I want you to put that jacket on me. Um, and he talked about how he was a position coach uh, that were Rondé Barber and, um, oh, man, who's the, who's the other linebacker? Um, linebacker? General manager. General manager for um, – San Francisco? Uh, for, yeah. John Lynch. John Lynch. Why well, I forget that name, um, nah, but uh, they changed his life. Um, and as a position coach, he was a rookie position coach brought in by Tony Junji. And, um, you know, Rondé Barber was, what, a third or fourth rounder um, and not thought of as he was. He was, a he, you know, it was almost a match made in heaven for both of them, but their their careers were, you know, locked in from that point on. Um, and Mike T just shared that he wouldn't be leaving for anything else um, because he, he wants to be with the team. But when a, when a player, um, and he challenged all of our, our coaches and players, you know, the coaches have that impact on a player where he thinks of you to put a, a jacket on him or, you know, have that type of relationship uh, so one day they can say, you know, because he, he might even brought this up. He said, look at where, you know, Bill Belichick was with Lawrence Taylor and how they, you know, created havoc and everybody remembers those two together. Um, and so Mike T with a guy like Rondé Barber is always going to stand out. 
Um, and that's just, you know, that, that's a heck of a accomplishment, not only as a coach, but as a player. So uh, it was really cool to see that play out. Yeah, no, and it's obvious their relationship is much more than football and, and was much at, was longer after football, too. So really cool, man. I thought I saw Ronnie Barber talking about him, and I just thought I had to get your opinion on it because I'm like, man, that is it's cool to see, like you said, a position coach have that much of an impact on a guy. So I'm, I was I had to had to see what you thought about it. But um, well, and I'll say this one other thing Mike T said to us, he goes, um, you know, he said to us, he says, together we eat. And that was their mantra. Um, but the thing was, you eat first and I'll eat because of it. And so Mike T always kind of made it seem it's the players who get the job done, but the coaches can reap the benefits as well. And I, I really appreciate that because I felt like, you know, you, everybody makes a big deal about him being a player's coach, but he's a coach's coach because – he sees there is a lot of value in both the player and the coach. Yeah, and that's awesome, man. I mean, it was really cool to see that relationship, though. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OmahaFull and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great, you keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer must be valid, must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wage only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount or qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to the Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. 
With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Are you playing Friday? I do not know. Um, They don't tell me those, uh, and I don't go looking for them. Um, I'll be ready. We'll see what happens. But um, if I do play, I won't play that long. Yeah, okay. So, like, what are you looking for? Obviously, it's the first game. Only had, like, 10 or 11 practices. What Mm. are you looking to be doing right, or what are you looking to see from yourself if you do play that first game? Just getting back in the swing of things. Uh, Practice is way different than games. Games are a lot more faster. Uh, you can deal with tempo a lot more in a game so you can work on conditioning. Um, and you might be trying some different moves uh, because you've been going against the same team. It's it's not like you can really fool your offensive line because you've just been working the same things. So it's a little bit of that um, communication, seeing how we bounce back in certain situations. Because I feel like in practice, you get all these different situations, whether it's red zone, goal line, um, you know, third down, um, first and second down, pass under pressure. Um, We have a special category every week. Uh, And so looking at that, let's see how it plays out in the game. Let's see if we can really transition from, you know, different situations, play in and play out, and make sure we're ready for those moments. You personally, you going to break out like a new spin move or anything? Like what we've been working on this offseason? What you got for me? We'll see. Yeah, some nothing. It's just well, the same old bull rush that you do every year that no one can stop. That's really all this is. That's what right? you, think? you think? You think that's the only move I it, have? I mean, it's it's your best move, okay? And then wow. And then I found out wow. from uh, NFL Network that you have an advantage because you got Tommy John surgery. I didn't know that. So, you so knew we, I had Tommy John. I knew you had Tommy John, but I didn't know it was an advantage to like you know for the dead arm. And I'm like, yeah. so are you going to tell guys to now well, maybe just get Tommy John before they get to the league so they have the ability? To do yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna tell everybody to get Tommy John surgery. I mean, it uh, worked out. I don't, I don't think it, I don't think that benefits football players as much as it does baseball players. Let's get that right. Um, I mean, it's an advantage to you if if what you're saying where you're like double jointed now because that's what Baldy was saying. I mean, right? It's yeah, it, it helps. So well, I mean, like, at the time, okay, when I was at Ohio State, where you're in the Sugar Bowl, I I completely tore it. And I didn't know I had torn it at the time. Um, I played the entire game with it, uh, and we won the game. Great. Um, Then I go training out in Arizona. In the first week, we started bench pressing. And I literally couldn't even bench press 135. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm just sore from the game. And they were like, Mm. let's just get this scan. I get in the MRI and I kid you not, as soon as I heard like noises, it felt like it was just like attacking my elbow the whole time. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they they said it, they couldn't even tell how bad I had torn it because I was moving so much because I was in so much pain to even get in the machine. Um, so once they got in there, um, it was completely torn off the bone or it was completely torn um, and had to get that done. And it kind of set me back 
um, during my training for the combine and the draft. So I didn't really get to, you know, prepare for, you know, combine and draft and it kind of made me slip, but it worked out in my favor again. All right. So I want to get your reaction on a list here. Uh, top 100 players voted yeah. on by the players. Allegedly. I think me and you have our wonders if that's actually true. Um, you were 45th. Uh, how do you feel about that? I don't even know how it like one. I feel like I was 42 the year before. Right. So I dropped in the rankings. Yeah. Um, I had half a sack more. Um, and I just don't get it. I, I think it's a load of crap. Um, I don't think it's voted on by players. Half of the guys walk out on that thing anyways, when they show the damn papers, um, and I'm one of them most of the time, um, uh, you know, I think like, how are you really judging a quarterback versus D lineman? Like, I feel like we rank higher players because of how we rank offensive players and skill players higher because we think we understand it. Um, the common eye understands it more. Um, defensive players and O-linemen, I feel like they could care less. They just throw them out there and say, hey, this is a sticking point. Um, I don't know if enough people give a credit to, you know, a guy like Trent Williams or, you know, a lot of defensive players, defensive tackles. Um, you know, I, how does Alex Highsmith not even make the top 100? Mm. Yeah. I mean, and we had, we, we, me and you talked about it where, I mean, Micah Parsons is a great player. He's like voted in the top 20 or top 10 right. and Highsmith right. had as many sacks and as many forced fumbles and he did all the same things. That's right. like, is that you know, I would agree. So you're, you're going to basically agree with this. There's a defensive, there's a bias against defensive players and not in a there's, good way. There's a bias against defensive players um, because what every TikTok wants to see an offensive player out there, either throwing or catching. How many times are we enamored with Pat Mahomes going behind the back on a pass in practice rather than good technique by a defensive lineman or good technique by an outside linebacker where they're spilling a, a play that results in a tackle for loss? That's just not sexy. And <laughs> Is there also a thing where maybe, though, like, people don't know how to evaluate offensive and defensive line play where it's kind of easy to see, okay, wide receivers. Great. Has great numbers, makes great plays. Yeah. Offensive defensive line play is kind of, is harder to evaluate. It, it, yeah. It's harder to evaluate. And I think for the great ones, you see it. Um, and some of the great ones, you don't always see it. I, I think there's a lot of technique that's involved that, you know, Oh, it's just the bull rush or, Oh, it's just, you know, Oh, like, how do we – I don't think a lot, a lot of people give TJ the credit he deserves, um, you know, and I've seen in different uh, lists that say he's not a Hall of Fame player or he's not that. Man, TJ is one of the most complete players. Um, a lot of times we shy away from even talking about guys who stop the run and pass altogether. We are enamored – um, for the defensive line position in, you know, front that uh, they just play pass because we say it's a passing league. But then when we get to the playoffs, everybody wants a running back who can control the line of scrimmage 
and run the ball. So so it's it it feels like sometimes it it's only half of the story instead of the full story. Um and it's just it's kind of incomplete when you really think about it. You know, the greats of this game, like Joe Green, played run and pass. Um, and there's there's some guys who do, but sometimes I feel like we only shine a light on a guy who plays half of the position. Well, let's be real. Sacks are sexier than tackles for loss. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's just the truth. I mean, it is. And but why? Why uh, well, is that? Well, because it's just whatever. I mean, I'm with you. It's dumb. But I also yeah. think, too – it's like, I think PFF has a problem with this where they don't always take scheme into account when they're evaluating players, right? Because they yeah, don't know the scheme. They don't even know what a 3-4 end really does. Oh, they they don't even know go. what I'm keying half of the time. They don't know if I'm keying the tackle or the guard. They don't know why I'm doing this. They don't know why I'm trying to split a double the way I'm doing it. Like, that stuff doesn't come in the, in the you know, they're not in our freaking meetings. They, they're looking at it with a broad eye view and a broad brush and – they're saying, oh, this looks like a minus or, oh, this looks like, well, maybe if you understood the play, you would understand what we're trying to accomplish. Maybe it's to get the inside linebacker completely free, or maybe it is I'm picking somebody so somebody else can come free. Like, we don't even think like that. I think sometimes it's easier to just say, oh, yeah, that's that's a bad play. What what In a 4-3 system, you're asking guys to penetrate. In a 3-4 systems, you're asking guys to hold up so your inside linebackers can move around. We don't really talk about that, and I think it can get lost in an NFL player's top 100 that doesn't have enough time to really cover that. No, and I would agree. There's definitely a lot of quarterbacks on that list that probably shouldn't be, and they're ranked in positions they probably shouldn't be compared to players at other positions too, right? It's the quarterback. Thanks a lot, Netflix. Thanks a lot. Hey, shout out Omaha for creating quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Netflix. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about this another time, but I can't wait to start. Not, I, There's going to be season two of quarterback, but there needs to be season three of D-line and O-line. Oh, yeah. The trenches. There you go. The trenches. Tell yeah. tell Peyton, you, you tell Peyton you want to do trenches on Netflix, okay? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sure. All right. Sounds good. All right. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, uh, okay, so me and you have talked about this a lot. Right. It's camp. It's camp. You have nothing going on, so you've had time. You're watching TV. What are you watching right now? Do you want to reveal the game? Do you want to reveal the game, what you're going to be doing, or you want me to reveal it? Yes, it's time for Cam's comps. We got to make sure we do this right. So we can continue to do games like this. Mm-hmm. But uh, since camp has started, I have went back to one of my uh, a dirty, guilty secrets. Dirty. That is the best way to describe that. <laughs> dirty. Just dirty. Rotten. Yes. Great. Thing. I'm watching Jersey Shore, guys. Uh, and it has, you know, I it's brought me back to some moments in my life where I'm like, I couldn't live like that. 
and I'm watching it saying they shouldn't even live like that. But it's been a, a fun time watching it. Um, and that leads us into our next segment called Cam's Comps, where we're going to – I don't know if Hayden wants to do this as well, but we're going to come up with current and former t- former teammates of mine and make them their comps to the Jersey Shore characters. Okay. No, you do yours, and I'll give you if I like it or not. Give give me the names, and then give me your explanation, and I'll tell you if it's if it passes or not. All right. So first, we have Snooky, right? Okay, Snooky. So okay, there's two ways you see it. One, I could say, you know, Snooky's all over the place. When we're talking like season one, season two, Snooky's changed in Jersey Shore family vacation. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the good old days. Um, Snooky, you know, liked to have a good time, but she was also the glue of the group. I thought of Casey Hampton. I think Casey was the glue of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I can recall hearing about when they won the Super Bowl, Mr. Rooney gave him the trophy to walk off the plane with, or no, to, to hold on the plane. Um, and he said that Casey deserved it because he was the reason why they won why they stopped Sean Alexander. Um, and so I think of a guy like Casey Hanton in that Stucky role. Okay, a little meatball. I could see that one. He he could fit that. That's not a bad one. That's a good fair. It's not a little meatball. That's a big well, meatball. I mean, I, you That's know, what, I, what I'm saying. He, he, I could see him, Dina, and Snooky walking around the shore having a meatball day, okay? I could definitely see it. Yes. All right. Now we're making our way to Pauly D. Okay. Um. You know, you could go with the flashy guy, but I think you got to go who's defined by their hair the most for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, I see where we're going here. I see where we're doing. Troy Polo, the flying squirrel, baby Jesus himself. Um, when you look at Troy, like when you think of Jersey Shore, you think of Polly D. When you think of the Pittsburgh Steelers, you think of Troy P. And that dude um, – he could do no wrong in anybody's eyes. Like when you look at Polly, everybody loves Polly. And when you look at Troy, everybody loves Troy. I that's not a bad one. The hair, and you're right about everyone loves both of them. Nobody yes. ever has a bad word to say about either one. So that's fair. Yeah. Okay, that one passes too. Go ahead. What you got? Oh, now we're gonna get fun. Okay. We're gonna get fun. We're going Ronnie. Oh, okay. We're going Ronnie. Okay. All right. And so when I thought of Ronnie. Um, and it's kind of leads me to, uh, when you think of Ronnie, you think of Sammy and you think about the, the fights they had. The tumultuous relationship. The tumultuous relationship. If you think of Ronnie and Sammy, you got to think of AB and Ben. (laughs) All right. All right. I, I, I. I think that one kind of speaks for itself, honestly. I think the, the yeah. relationship speaks for itself. Yes. That's if we're going off with just like muscles and everything, we could just say Ronnie is James Harrison. But I think, you know, if we're gonna go off of relationships and, you know, them having their because when Ronnie and Sam get in the fights, everybody's watching. When Ben and A B were in a argument, everybody's watching. And it's the biggest thing. And so, you know, it's uh, it wasn't pretty, but, uh, you know, I, I also like being able to call Ben Sammy Sweetheart. 
She's the sweetest quarterback you'll ever meet. <laughs> well, I think, too, that is pretty funny because at one point, both those relationships had taken over the world, right? Yes. I mean, Sammy and Ronnie yes. definitely took over the world for a couple of years. And then after that that Saints game, Ben and AB's relationship took over the world. So that's that's a fair comp. I like that. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know we were going to get Ben and AB in this. Okay. All right. Yeah. You, you got some work to do to catch up to those two. That Those are my two favorites so far. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to go Mike the Situation. Okay. Um, and let me explain why I chose why I chose. Um, Mike's situation. He's a guy that was the villain of the TV show, but now is in good graces. Who does that remind you of? I have an idea of somebody who might be on an apology tour right now, or was at one point on an apology tour here to steal right. a thing. All we need is Mike's situation to drop a rap, and they'd be the exact same person. L. Bell. Le'Veon Bell. I think when you look at Le'Veon, you know, he just recently came out and said he apologized and he shouldn't have left. Um, you need to apologize to me because I need you back on my, my podcast. So, L. Bell, get here quickly. But, uh, you know, I think um, when you look at their situations, they went from being hated – to now everybody's loving them again. And I just think we need, uh, you know, love, love us some male bell. I don't know if calling him Mike, the situation is going to get him on here, but I mean, Hey, if it does, it does. I don't know. I like that one though, too. I, I get where you're coming from. He was hated at one point with Steeler nation, but now I think fences have mended and he's working his way back. Like Mike has. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. What else you got? Vinny. All right. We're going to go Vinny. Um, Vinny's done so many things. He's been on Dancing with the Stars. He's the guy that um, is is the cool guy. He's the he's the guy, the level-headed guy. Um, I'm not saying the guy I have him compared to can do Dancing with the Stars, but he's very level-headed. Um, he has a – doesn't seem like he can get in trouble at all. Um, I'm going to go make a Fitzpatrick. Mm, okay. A little quiet. Megan might hate that one though, so we'll see. Well, I guess though, could would Minka go do Chippendales, a residency in Vegas at Chippendales? I don't think I see that with Minka, but I don't I, know. I definitely could see Minka do, trying to do that. And Minka doing Chippendales. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, interesting. Okay. Uh, you learn something new every day, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And now we're going to move our way to Dina. Okay. Dina. The other meatball. The other meatball. And I'm I'm going to split this up. I think two people could be the other meatball. One, I'm going to say uh, Kendra Crane. Okay. Because uh, he looks like a meatball. Yeah. Um, and then the other, we should do just, they should be another meatball. And that should be Presley Harvin because he looks like a meatball as well. So this is on looks. You're giving these two up. They just look like meatballs, so they need to be yeah. the next meatball. And then Connor could be another meatball on top of that. Say. Connor could definitely fit that that the meatball category for sure. Yeah. All right. Now we're gonna go JWoww. Um she's in play, very serious. Um nobody really wants to fight her, but she tends to get in some fights, right? Mm -hmm. I guess that's got to be me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, I think about a, the quote J-Well has when she comes on the show where, you know, she'll rip a guy's head off and that kind of where, where that's where I think, uh, yeah, you, you fit J-Well for sure. 
I'm not ripping any guy's head off. I mean, you punched Justin Herbert in the stomach last year. I did not he punch anybody in the stomach. Let's yes, that straight. Allegedly. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And then the last one for, you know, the Kim Kardashian of Staten Island, Angelina. Um, this goes out to Bud Dupree because you said you were going to be here. You left and then you came back and then you left again. We thought we were going to have you, but you broke my heart. Um, and so, yeah, you get to be Angelina. Deal wow. That, so that's just because he abandoned you. Like she yes. did for season one. Well, that that's what Angelina did. Yeah. She abandoned everybody else. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm with you. I, I'm not going to lie. The list to me is made with Ronnie and Sammy. Um, <laughs> and Adrian Ben is really good. That is yes. the best one so far. Is Those are the best two, for sure. Right. And so going forward, we're going to have to have some other people come up with some comps that they want to hear, whether it's Steeler, quarterbacks, uh, defensive linemen, you name it. We'll compare it to everything because I think Cam's comps is going to is here to stay. Coaches, coaches. Visually, there's funny stuff with coaches, I feel like. Oh, there's always funny stuff. Yeah. With coaches. coaches, for sure. Head coaches, starting quarterbacks. Yeah, we can kick it around more. But I like I like where you started with this. Going after former former players, former teammates, and uh, I I like where your head was at with the Sammy and Ronnie. I think that is a good one. You could have <laughs> named somebody else's situation maybe, but I like where you ended up. I think it was good. Who could I name for the situation? There could have been a bunch. I mean, AB could have been situation. I mean, it could have been it could have been a number of people who could have been situation. I feel like. Beg to differ. <laughs> but uh this has been another episode of not just football thank you guys for tuning in the season two we're gonna have some really great guests um hayden i think is gonna be coming up pretty soon we're gonna get some great episodes here at camp so make sure you like and subscribe tell us what you think uh on, on our social handles twitter instagram um and you know we'll see you next time